0: Are you just trying to live, laugh, or love? Or are you just trying to do all of the above? This is the podcast for you. Whether you're an aspiring comic, a headlining comic, a class clown, or just an average bro or doe looking for a good time, you, my friend, are in the right place. Welcome to the magical world of Just Trying to Podcast. Here we go. Welcome, triers, doers, and everything in Butch Wieners. Another live episode of Just Trying to Podcast with your host, Mike, Tony Heath. What a wild day i mean straight bonkersville's, dude the congress had a hearing today about the uaps we're gonna talk a little bit about that we're gonna talk about frolicking bank robberies we're gonna talk about comments we're gonna read some comments from last week's episode We're going to talk about this new open mic that I started here in Seattle called Oddly Funny. Open mic for Oddly Funny Comedy. Follow us on the Instagram. I believe I would like to change the name. This is breaking news. I would like to change the name of Just Trying to Podcast to a different name. Because it is true. I am Just Trying to Podcast. I'm just trying to live, laugh, and love. I'm trying to live well, laugh often, and love so, so much. That's just what I'm trying to do. However, I don't know. I feel like, man, JTP was a good way to start, you know, just trying to podcast. But I want to capture the essence of what we're doing here. So I asked ChatGPT to come up with 30 different names a couple different times, some different inputs into the AI. Alien gang, we are out here. All right, so drum roll, please. When was the last time that you just frolicked? I was dropping my wife off at the gym earlier today, and I saw this this uh this human frolicking across across the crosswalk frolicking through the crosswalk and it struck me because i couldn't remember the last time that i frolicked i feel like growing up i frolicked a lot like i was a big frolicker and that got me thinking about stuff that just really i feel like i saw a lot of frolicking too like i grew up around a lot of frolickers and maybe that's where i learned to frolic and then i haven't been around as many frolickers and i was like dude i gotta get back into frolicking and this started making me question or really just wonder where where else are we are we not having things that we used to have And it got me thinking about, we don't really hear about bank robberies anymore. Like, when was the last time you heard about a bank being robbed? Like, sure, they still make films about it and whatnot. But, like, a true, authentic, like, real-life bank robbery. It, like, just doesn't happen anymore. And I'm wondering what's going on. Like, why aren't we... Like, I'm not not pro-bank robbery. I'm just curious... Why is that not a thing anymore? Like, you used to always hear about it. I'm sure, like, dude, growing up, or you know, like, people would would live their lives, and it would be like a when you know, be like a Thursday afternoon, and then uh, you know, Charlie would come up to Ted and be like, "Yo, Ted, you gotta pay me back," and then Ted would say to Charlie, "Like, I'm sorry, Holmes, like my bank got robbed on Tuesday. I'm not gonna be able to pay you back." For a while. I'm not sure how this is all going to shake out. Like the bank got cleaned out. And then like what happened? You know Charlie just had to be like well. You know what can you do? Your bank got robbed. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. Like that's the convenience of modern life. But I'm curious how did we get there? Was it e-moneys? Was it the Dogecoin? Was it crypto? Was it, uh, was it tap pay? Was it Whole Foods pay with your palm? What? Why aren't banks being robbed anymore? I'm for it. I'm pro no bank robberies. I'm just curious how we arrived here as a society. It's been a weird life, you know, that we're all living collectively. It's kind of odd, one might say. Like I think about uh, a few weeks ago, my wife and I were on this date out in Capitol Hill which is a wild place to begin with. So, you know, that's some context. You know, we're not walking through a normal place in America. We're walking through Capitol Hill, and we're at this crosswalk. Again, with the crosswalks, a lot of fun stuff happens at crosswalks, actually, now that I think about it. So we're we're staring down the barrel of this crosswalk, and across the way, there's a homie who... Who looks like one of those, you know, he just looks like he's from, from Seattle. He's got that Seattle way about him. And he, but he's carrying a white five gallon bucket, you know, and this is like the, this is like prime being, you know, Capitol Hill, is this area we're in, like has a bunch of restaurants and bars. It's a very like nightlife y. There's a lot of action, a lot of social life action, not a lot of like working. Action like everyone's off the off off the clock, you know, and homie's over here and he's carrying this five gallon bucket, which is just first odd. Why does he have this bucket? What's in that bucket? And we're walking across this crosswalk and he locks eyes with me, and he says, "I just found a bucket of butterflies. Look at this bucket of butterflies I just found." And lo and behold, I look into the bucket, and it is a bucket of butterflies that he just found like what an odd thing to stumble across and then to have the courage nay the audacity to just pick up that bucket and take it (laughs) and like like someone had found all of these butterflies Like maybe they're doing butterfly research and you just find it okay to just take it you know (laughs) this is mine now Uh, But that's the world we live in, and that's pretty fun. I enjoy that, that kind of world that we, we we live in where if you find a bucket of butterflies, man, that's just yours now. More proof that we live in such an odd world. When I was back in high school, I won't name drop, but people would brand themselves. Like they would have a piece of metal that said or had like some sort of emblem on it and they'd heat it up in a fire, most likely at a bonfire and then they would stick it on their skin as a brand. And that's with them for life. Like if you brand a cow, you know, that's, I think that's kind of where it started. Like horses or cows, like livestock or like animals, cowboys would take a, a, you know, like a metal stick with a, logo or something on the end they put it in the fire get it all hot they put it on the animal to show like this is my animal for life dude this is branded it's like it's yeah it's like branding today like marketing right like this is ours like i tell you protect property right is like the brand that's how you know it's who it belongs to and people would just brand each other in high school like that's such a weird thing i never got it um I never got a brand like I also wasn't invited to get branded though so you know I'm a human I'm depraved so I I might have gotten branded like under the right circumstances I could have fell into that and I just wasn't in that group but we do like I do a lot of weird stuff like I was thinking about this one time I don't think I ever really told this guy I was living with this guy uh I won't I won't share his name but let's just call him I don't know like Timothy I was living with Timothy. And Timothy had just gotten home. I was upstairs making something in the kitchen. And I had, like, just this spark of an idea. I was like, dude, what if I just took this ketchup bottle? I think I was, like, making turkey burgers. and I was putting ketchup on them. I was like, what if I just took this, like, uh this <laughs> ketchup bottle, and, like, I sprayed it on the floor, and I just kind of, like, sprawled out like something tragic happened, and it just, like, lay there motionless. So that's what I did. And I laid on the floor... For probably like 17 minutes and 37 seconds. Just motionless with ketchup on the floor. Waiting for Timothy to walk up the stairs and see me. And like He made a ton of movement but he never made it up. So I just cleaned up my mess and went back to eat my turkey burgers. Like we all do weird stuff. And uh, I just want to know that you belong somewhere. You may not feel like you belong, but you belong somewhere. You know, we we may not be sure where that is, but I can be sure that you do belong. Thank you so much for sending in comments, you know, whether, you know, on uh, on last week's episode or just even previous episodes. You know, keep commenting on those old ones. I'll I'll get a notification, I'll go back through, I'll read it. Uh, I try to respond to, to a lot of them, especially the funny ones. I love those funny ones, man. So we had some comments. Uh, dude, send in those voice memos. Check the link in the bio or in these uh, the page for this show in the show notes. I want, to, I want to play these voice memos. Like, you guys are funny, and you guys have things to say, maybe feedback. And especially this episode where we're going to ideate a, a potential new name for the show. Like, I would love... Just for you to send in a voice memo to let us know what you think. Comments. We're going to read some comments that you guys sent in from the last... Seattle Comedy 206. This is on the Instagram. Seattle Comedy 206 says, I once owned a sane snapping turtle, but he was boring. Most exciting turtle in the game? Question mark. At Turtle Inic- and <clears throat> Sorry, at turtle enigm- en- enigmatic enigmatic enigmatic. That's a tough word. I don't know if it's just been a long day or what, but uh, so that's uh so I so you you had a snapping turtle. Like you owned a snapping turtle. Are you from Seattle? Do they even have snapping turtles in Seattle? We talked. To, we ended up getting. We were talking about turtle man, uh, last week on the potty, and I dropped a reel. About this, uh, this like the like the largest acclaimed you know uh, alligator snapping turtle, which came from Kansas, like four hundred and three pounds, and he commented on that. Uh, So, was it an alligator snapping turtle that you had? Like, I'm pretty sure you do not have a pet alligator snapping turtle, and I don't know who turtle enigmatic is. I feel like I gotta swallow halfway through that username, and it feels weird. But uh, yeah. Uh, let me know. Let me know. And then uh, so Seattle comedy he was on a a commenting spree, and he went back and and commented on I think it was episode twenty one where we kind of talk about water water redistribution, and I talked about how we are drinking too much water and how like our water usage has actually tilted the Earth's axis. And Seattle comedy two hundred six says. Milk is actually the most hydrating beverage for the human body. And I really do not think that is true. I do not think it is the most hydrating. Like it might have been. Like I think uh, milk is kind of on its way out of our lives. You know, unless you're like a little baby and you get milk from uh, your mother. Well, I think modern moderns, uh, we're not really drinking milk because it, it was nutritionist, nutri- nutritious for us as children. And I think children, I, I, I've heard that it helps them grow strong bones, but I do not think it's the most hydrating beverage. I'm pretty sure that's still water. Uh, so Seattle Comedy 206, I would encourage you to... Uh, get a water bottle and fill it with water and not milk because I I think that you are misinformed, my friend. It is water. Uh, Cute Puppy commented, I found a hatchling on a golf course. He's now my buddy. I believe this is a hatchling turtle. Was it a snapping turtle hatchling? You got to be careful. It's just like a young tiger. You know, when that little, when that big cat's a baby cat, it's a big baby cat. It's safe, it's gentle, it's, it's cute. But when that baby big cat grows up to an adult big cat, a behemoth big cat, you got to watch out. They get dangerous, and that's what happens to snapping turtles. You know, it's a cute little turtle, but, man, it gets aggressive in old age like a lion. So be careful, cute puppy. You got to watch out for them. Thank you so much for sending your comments. Keep commenting. I love hearing your feedback, and be careful out there. You know if you got a sane turtle, they may go crazy if you got a hatchling, they're gonna grow up, so be careful now all right let's uh let's get into let's get into this uh all right, so the Congress of the United States had this hearing on uh, yeah, man, what was the hearing even about like let's pull up this. Here's my source is uh, Yahoo News, so I'm I'm really I'm really in the modern age. I'm getting my news from Yahoo, Yahoo. Dang, I hit that no, baby. Mm. There's this kid. I was like kind of a viral video. My my wife showed me. It's this kid for like this Finding Nemo. You may have seen this reel. I think it's almost got a million views, and there's only three hundred and thirty ish million people in America uh in 7 almost 8 billion in the world so i don't know what the odds are that you've seen it but i feel like they're maybe likely so it's this kid he's like oh man how's it go it's such a catchy tune dude it makes me want to fly wherever they're 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 doing this musical i think it's in a couple weekends it's uh but i got something on the calendar that weekend so i couldn't even do it i'm going to be hosting for KC Shornima at Laughs Comedy Club buy your tickets if you haven't already Oh promo all right so that that song it goes something like oh where's my dad i'm all alone i'm too small to be here on my own and this kid dude i am not doing it justice that kid has got some pipes on him and uh it's impressive dude uh, I wish I could sing. There's like a talent, you know, we all have that we wish or that we don't have that we wish we could do. And I wish I could sing. I wish I had some pipes on me. I'd just be, I would be singing, dude. I, I like to sing when I'm on my bike, just going for a, a bike ride. I'll be singing and just passing people because they ain't going to see me. They barely even hurt me, but I like the freedom. Of, okay, so Congress, Congress held a hearing about UFOs today. Today, that's, that's why I'm even doing this live stream, man. I gotta get the word out on this asap. So Congress held a hearing about UFOs or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, and Yahoo News said there were some terrifying, genuinely out there claims made. Okay, so for this 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 hearing went on for over two hours. And Congress questioned not one, not two, but three people about their knowledge of UAPs. Uh, The people questioned were a former intelligence official named David Grush, a former Navy commander named David Fravor. I swear, if this third one's a David, I'm going to freak out. And a former Navy pilot named Ryan Graves. Well... They can't all, two out of three are Davids, though. There might be something to that. Here's a Cliff Notes version of the hearing. Number one, David Grush said the U.S. has been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s. This is what this David guy is saying, man. David Grush tells that U.S. government has known about non-human intelligence in relation to UFOs or UAPs, since the 1930s, Grush says he provided the names and locations of US UFO crash retrieval programs to the intelligence committees. All right, so since the 1930s, does this mean America, the United States of America, has known about aliens for almost 100 years? So can you think about it? We are, like, you know, that new Marvel show, Secret Invasion? There's a good chance that, dude. We have scrolls living among us. That there's a good chance that scrolls or whatever we call these extraterrestrials have infiltrated the highest government officials. Do we do? Do we really know Joe Biden's not a scroll? Or that Donald Trump wasn't a scroll? Do we know that the the news correspondents, the people who own maybe Elon Musk is a scroll type type of man? we got to be concerned, guys. If if we've known about non-human activity for almost 100 years, what does that mean? Are they living among us? Grush also said that the U.S. government is in possession of non-human biologics from UFO crash sites. Former U.S. intelligence official David Grush alleges that the government is in possession of non-human bodies. Shut up! Grab the wall. Grab the radio. Grab the soup out of the kitchen. We are going into a bunker. What is going on? Holy cow. All right, here's a quote. As I have stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, biologics came with some of these recoveries. When pressed on whether they were human or non-human biologics, he said non-human, and that the... And that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. All right. Let me read that one more time. Non-human. And that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge. And I believe when he's saying that, he's saying like they were involved in the program. I talked to that are still currently on the program. Dude, Davis. David Grush is slinging some mad accusations, mad claims. Furthermore, Grush also says that he absolutely believes the U.S. government is in possession of UAPs after he personally interviewed 40 witnesses over four years. Republican Robert Garcia. Wait, oh, (laughs) representative. That's funny. He's actually a Democrat. Dude, but join the third party, the Moleteers, baby. Do you believe, this is from Robert Garcia of California. Do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Former Air Force Intelligence Officer David Grush. Absolutely. Based on interviewing over 40 witnesses over four years, I know the exact locations. This is a direct quote from the hearing. He knows the exact locations. Dude, I'm going to get David Grush on the podcast next week. I need to know the pinpoints. Let's fly out there, man. Let's carpool our money together. Carpool. Let's uh pool our money together. All right. So, here's, here's uh this is, again, we're going through Yahoo News. This is the best source of knowledge on this. Grush also said that he knows the exact locations of these aforementioned UAPs. I know the exact locations and those locations were provided to the inspector general and some of which to the intelligence committee. So not just David Grush. So he is saying, hey, it's not just I who know or the 40, you know, I guess like the 40 people. They probably don't know every location, but he supposedly knows. So it's the inspector general. Who is the inspector general? That's something I don't feel like I learned in U.S. history. Number five, Navy pilot Ryan Graves said he would see objects completely stationary in here. In, oh, hurricane force winds. These objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds. All right, so how, Frankie, look up on this. Look up the stats on how fast a hurricane is. How fast hurricane uh, winds are. All right, Frankie's pulling it up. All right, so if you have a Category Three hurricane. That means winds are between 111 and 129 miles per hour. Thanks, Frankie. So what Navy pilot Ryan Graves is saying is that he would see objects completely still with winds maybe around 129 miles per hour in a hurricane. And it's just standing still. And then go to supersonic speeds. Straight up like Sonic the Hedgehog out here. Okay, so I think what's really interesting is... Okay, so we could say... You could read that headline, and then you could say, well, that's just a government, whether ours or another government, that has technology that we just don't know about. So it's like they're beyond... But then that, in context of David Grush's testimony about these non-human biologics being extraterrestrial, I think when he's saying non-human bionics, bi- uh, biologics, bionics, <laughs> biologics, is that he is saying that it's not like it's like uh, post-human or or maybe not even post-human, but like. Uh, yeah, I guess like non-human is probably the best way to say it, but like non-Earth, you know? All right, so here's what uh, Ryan Graves, he he told Congress we would see these objects being at 0.0 Mach. That's zero airspeed. Okay, staying still. These objects were staying completely stationary in Category 4 winds. So Category 4 winds are up to 156 miles per hour, so even more intense than we thought. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1, 1.2 Mach, and then they would do so in a very erratic and quick behaviors that I do not have an explanation for. That's coming from a fighter pilot, man. You know, he may not have been a part of Top Gun, but this guy flies planes for our government. And lastly, this is the last part of the footnotes of this. And lastly, Graves said he believes only... 5% of UAP sightings. Oh, wait, hold, hold on. And only. Okay, so. All right, number six. All right, we got it, baby. And lastly, Graves said he believes only 5% of UAP sightings are reported by U.S. pilots, suggesting 95% of sightings go unreported. How do we not get more evidence for this, like, right now? Like, Biden, come out, let us know where is this stuff, like, how much longer, you know, just, like, does he know about it? Like, they always said about the balloons that were flying over America that they kept that from Trump. Like, it was happening, but they just didn't tell Trump. It's like, do they they tell Trump about the aliens? Like, I feel like if they told Trump about the aliens, we would have known. And then, like, maybe for Biden, like, they would have told him to. We just got to get that out there, man. We got to know. We got to know. Dude, I've had a, I've had a fun week in comedy. So, like, a week ago today. All right, let's, let's mark this up. I've had a fun week in comedy. A week ago today, I was down in Gig Harbor, which is, like, south – Southwest of Seattle. I was down there at wacky Wednesdays at like the halftime saloon. It was like an open mic and I was the feet. I was the headliner there. So I did 40 minutes of comedy. That was the, by far the longest I've ever done comedy consecutively, like a continuous set, like been on stage. But prior to that, I think I did like 25 minutes uh, here at a, an open mic in Seattle, uh so I didn't like double that, but I got close to doubling it. I doing forty minutes like I was surprised like I still had some jokes to go through now. I won't say like it wasn't like a really clean forty minutes at all like there was there was definitely like a like a good solid. 10 to 15 that was like much more tight and then the other 25 which was like just stuff that I haven't fleshed out as much but I still think like got laughs you know Uh, you gotta start somewhere and I think that was like my first time headlining anywhere like even though it was an open mic like yeah just doing 40 minutes of comedy is like really like gives you perspective on on how like hard it is to have that much material that's just punchy, punchy, punchy. Like that's that's a long time to just be saying punchlines. If you're trying to do a punchline, you're trying to get a laugh every seven to ten seconds, like that is has a lot of jokes in there. Uh but there was this time where so there was this it was this group of people, it was one girl and like four dudes and they left the bar. And I was, like, saying, all right, good night, y'all. See y'all later. Just addressing that there was kind of this exodus of, like, 15 people, you know, four people left. So, it was like, you could really feel it, you know. And uh, they ended up coming back. They were just going to take a smoke break or whatever. But uh, And then one of the people in the bar said, like, it's one of those Gig Harbor wives. So... I don't know if this is true. So if you're from Gig Harbor and you can corroborate this testimony, but what this audience member was telling me was that, you know how in, like, Mormonism, like, there would be polygamy. There'd be, like, one man with, like, multiple wives. All right, so what's going on is, like, Mormonism had, like, I don't even know if they still do polygamy. I don't know if that's even legal. Is it legal in certain places? And just, uh not practice or is it legal all places? I don't know. Drop in the comments. Let me know. I actually don't know that information. Anyways, that's irrelevant. So, you know, polygamy. One man, multiple wives. What's happening in Gig Harbor? And I would love to hear some corroborating evidence or testimony on this. Is that they say they have these Gig Harbor wives where it'll be one woman. And like she won't necessarily be married to like a bunch of guys. Uh but like it's kind of reversed. It's like reverse Mormonism where uh, one girl will have like multiple guys. I don't know if he was saying like in a way of like uh like a marital uh relationship or like a lover relationship or if just like uh like a friendship, like a a significant friendship. So that's going on. You know, I don't I don't know. I didn't know about it. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if he's just making a joke or if that's a real thing that's happening Specifically in Gig Harbor, Washington. So if you're there, let us know. Is reverse Mormonism, the Gig Harbor wife, a real thing? Pleasant Town, though, I ate uh, Jimmy John's for Fast. And it was fun. They have like this new wrap out this summer. I think it's maybe like a seasonal thing. It's like a spicy chicken wrap. And I felt uh, like it was a nice little meal, you know, before. Uh, I couldn't really, I just tried to eat it. I was like so hungry, but I also had like the nerves, you know, of just trying to do 40 minutes of comedy. Had a ton of fun though. I'm really excited about the opportunity of trying to do 40 minutes, you know, 30, 40 minutes again. I don't know when I'll get that opportunity in front of a crowd. You know, I have this bad habit of like, I'll start a sentence and it feels like I'm going somewhere and I'll just throw down the, <laughs> the the I'll throw down the the axe and just stop it right there. It's like all this momentum and then it's like it's like a period and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Uh so that's a bad habit of mine. I'll just be dropping off sentences, mid sentence. And all right. So I started this I started this open mic in in Seattle, just up the street here in in the Roosevelt neighborhood of seattle it happens sunday night at 7 p.m get the word out invite your friends it's like a combination of the show kill tony which is uh the uh, uh, acclaimed number one live podcast in the world so what happens with kill tony i think it's happening at the co- comedy mothership every week now every monday night Uh, They have a live show where they'll have uh, Tony Hinchcliffe and other comedians. I think even Brian Redband's on it like every week, I think. And uh, they'll have like drop-in guest comedians. And they'll sit at a table and they'll have uh, somebody do a minute of comedy. And then they'll kind of like roast them or give feedback. And then a couple months ago, a local comedian, you've probably heard of him, uh, the skateboarder comedian. Uh, He might be, I don't know, he's, he's not a retired skateboarder. He's a active skateboarder and active comedian Taylor Clark, very funny guy. He did this show called Kind Taylor. Same premise, but with it was like to be nice. And I love that experience. I don't know if it's still happening, but if uh, if it is, you know, look him up Kind Taylor or uh, Taylor Clark Kind Taylor show. It happened last time down at the Hereafter in downtown Seattle. It was a really fun show like if it's happening, I can't remember again going up I can't recommend it enough. Go to it. It's totally worth your time. He's he's a very funny guy. He gets some big comedians on there. Been local comedians at least. And maybe more. I don't know. Maybe he's growing that thing. But, so that was my idea to have. But it was like this thing where there's not any that I know of. I could, prove me wrong. There's not a place for clean comedy specifically here in the city of Seattle. And, I think that's like a, like a unique market. Like you look at dry bar comedy, you know, it's like just clean comedy. Like that's all they do. And they've proven that there's like a market for that, you know, and dry bar will have unclean comedians, but they'll just do like a clean special, like a half hour, hour special, just clean, which clean, if you're not familiar with comedy, like there's dirty comedy, clean comedy, maybe that's like the two distinctions we'll do and dirty would be like, quote unquote, inappropriate culturally. Like there's swear words in it. You know, it's going to be kind of upper PG 13 to R rated. Right. Whereas clean comedy is going to be like lower PG 13 to like PG. That's a clean comedy. So there's nowhere that I know of in Seattle that's just doing that. So I was like, man, is there like an opportunity here where like no one's doing this? So like, let's do something here. Or is it like uh, people have tried to do it and it just doesn't where we're just not about it here. So I don't know. So I was like, let me try something. And I think like often like you'll, you'll like watch a clean comedian like, Oh, that's oddly funny. Like that's, it's, it's funny, but like, it's kind of odd. Like I didn't expect that that to be funny, you know? Cause it's not like a uh, really like, it's like shocking, like uh, raunchy thing or like really surprising, like sexual content even. Uh, but there's just like, uh, this odd sense of humor in it, you know, whatever it would be a story or just like a one-liner joke. Like I think about, uh, comedians like Dusty Slay is like most of his stuff is, is, is clean. Even like Gary Goldman has a lot of clean content, like Jim Gaffigan, you know, like one of the most prolific, comedians like he's pretty clean and then Nate bargazzi obviously you know like he's doing he's popping off right now ever since the pandemic and he's a strictly clean comic uh, so like all these people you know like uh the people Americans like dirty and they like clean comedy so I just like man it's oddly funny like let's do that like let's do an open mic let's just try it for a month and let's kind of do it in the format of Kill Tony Kind Taylor uh, but let's just call it oddly funny uh, because I am not famous. I don't have, like, I don't want to name anything after me. <laughs> you know, like, that's, a, that's not, like, Taylor and Tony, for sure. Even though I'm Mike Tony. All right. Uh, and it's kind of, like, in this, like, vein of I like to be a little weird. I like to be a little offbeat. You know, I got these stickers. I got these stickers here, you know, that say uh, I made these stickers that says, Keep Mike Tony, keep Mike Tony Heath Weird. If you see me out in the wild, I'll sell you one of these stickers for a dollar. That's something my friend uh, Kristen Hempkin said to me once. He said, "Like keep Mike weird," and uh, then I could put like my own little branding on it. You know, speaking of branding, kept Mike Tony Heath weird, uh, and I like to I like to be weird. I like to stay weird. You know, i on the sign off of this show every week is stay funny and stay weird. So like that's kind of like you know something odd, something a little peculiar. Something a little weird is kind of my vibe, right? So, that's kind of like in this this world that I try to live in, a little weird, you know, like a little bucket of butterflies action. Been but doing this and it's a like a clean comedy competition. It's kind of like a game show vibe. And so the best joke of the night wins a Snickers bar, a Snickers candy bar. And the host uh I hope to grow it where it's like I'm not just the only host, but I have other people hosting with me. Uh, but we don't roast the comedians. Uh, if we do, it would be in like a fun, playful way. We want to provide some hopefully helpful and encouraging feedback. You know, like uh, the, the first time we had it was like this last Sunday on the 23rd of July, and we had somebody who did comedy for the first time ever. They are oddly funny, which I love. Like they're going to – they're gonna share, you know, if they never do comedy again, they're gonna be like, "I did comedy once, and it was at this place called Oddly Funny." Like that's so cool. Or, you know, they're gonna go on and do comedy for their life, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I started at Oddly Funny Comedy." Like that. That's I love that. So if your first time out, like, come out. Like I hope it was helpful to her. She won the best joke of the week. You can check it out on the Instagram at Oddly Funny Comedy. I know another Instagram that I manage. Like I didn't have enough already. And my dream is for it to be live streamed on the YouTubes. Maybe even Twitch. I don't know if we could work that out with get it on Twitch and maybe uh maybe even Facebook and YouTube. Like we'll do it all. We'll be everywhere. And so that that's the dream. And I I like it to be like a little bit of like a game show vibe. Like if you if you say something naughty you know, like, maybe that's, like, one strike, but if it's, like, a really naughty piece, like, maybe you just get, like, booted, and you get to come back up and try again, I kind of like that, that playful, playful spirit, but, uh, I, I'm really excited about it, I hope it, uh, I hope it's something funny, you know, you know, I hope people would say, you know, Mike is oddly funny, you know, this is oddly funny, that's kind of, like, this, maybe it's kind of my persona, I want to, I would love, you know, if, if someone interacts with me to say, like, wow, like, I really felt, uh, like, loved by this guy. You know, like, I felt, like, known by him. I felt like, you know, Mike really cared about me. And, uh, you know, he's kind of oddly funny, too. And that's kind of what I want on my, you know, my, my, my tombstone. You know, he he loved God. He loved his wife. He loved others, and he was oddly funny. That's kind of what I like to do. And and so, yeah, kind of to come back to uh, the name of this podcast, you know, Just Trying to Podcast, I came up with that idea. I was sleeping on the floor at my friend's house in Ellensburg, Washington, and I had been thinking about starting this podcast for a while, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, you know, you have your best ideas like when you're in the shower, on a run, or when you're falling asleep, basically anywhere where you can't write it down, I feel like you have your best ideas. At least that's how it is for me. I was falling asleep, and the idea came to me: is like, well, I'm just trying to podcast. Like that's all I'm. I don't know what the podcast is gonna be about. You know, because probably gonna be about me starting to do stand-up comedy, but I don't really know anything more than that. It's like I'm just trying to start a podcast. Like I'm just trying to. I was like, well. What else am I just trying to do? I'm just trying to live, laugh, and love. I'm just trying to do comedy on this side. I'm just trying to enjoy life to the fullest. I'm just trying to obey God. I'm just trying to love my wife. There's all these things that I'm just trying to do. Like I'm not necessarily doing them the best or even the best I can. So I was like, oh, that's a kind of – and it's kind of a fun play on words, you know, just trying to podcast. But also just trying to do a lot of stuff. Then I tried to just, you know, keep the title, you know, and every episode was just trying to, you know, keep Portland weird, just trying to talent stack, you know, just trying to save earth. You know, these are kind of like the, I just try to work it in, but then I'd interview people. I'd be like, you know, Charles Hall Jr. And like, I'm just trying to interview Charles Hall Jr. I was like, that doesn't, that's not a good episode (laughs) title at all. So I just called it Charles Hall Jr. And then the further we got in, so this is episode 26. So we've we've done twenty-five twenty-five weeks? Nah, cause there were some weeks that I didn't release episodes. So I haven't I don't think I've released two a week, except for maybe like one offs, but so let's just say we're about half a year into this thing. And I think really what it's become, it's definitely still about like kind of chronicling my comedy journey, but also interviewing comedians and or funny people. Or just kind of talking about know, what's going on in the world. And, uh, I like things, you know, like a bucket of butterfly, you know, what's something weird that's kind of happened to you. And this keep my Tony Heath weird, oddly funny comedy. So I've been kind of pressing into this idea of, uh, being weird. And, you know, I even got these shirts, you know, Octo bear bat. Where do you think rainbows come from? You can buy them online at Mike Tony Again, they're just weird thing dude just so so odd you know just oddly funny and so I had chat GPT rep out like 30 uh, ish names of different uh different ideas different titles for the podcast and I kind of plugged in some ideas of like elements I wanted incorporated in there there's a, a list we got oddcast oddcast it's one word you know it's kind of like odd, so it has that word in it um so weirdcast doesn't really sound that good. Oddcast kind of sounds better. I like the idea of chronicles though, but when i when I put this by someone who does who does like podcast consulting, I guess you could say he wrote the book Big Podcast, David Hooper. Or Hopper, Hooper, I think it's Hooper, David Hooper, big podcast. I floated the idea to him and he said, uh, it's kind of sounds like you're you're kind of doing like it's like a history podcast, like a history of comedy podcast, which really isn't what I'm doing. So it doesn't quite work. But I still like it, like the Chronicles of Narnia, the chronic, what calls a comedy. I think that's kind of funny. So then a strangely funny odd cast is another idea. A strange odd cast or an odd odyssey. And I kind of like the odyssey idea. It's kind of like more present tense, like this journey, which is truly this journey of comedy, which I think maybe in, in uh, encapsulates or encapsulates, incorporates, uh, you know, interviewing other comedians. So what about the Odyssey Oddcast? Odyssey Oddcast. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, The odosphere? You know, like kind of like the. I don't know, like the like the hemisphere because we like we live in a hemisphere, but like kind of like this world, you know, like the it's like a weird world, like the odosphere. I kind of like that idea, or like the odiverse, kind of like a. You know, like this is like the universe, like the universe of odd, or like it's just like a weird universe we live in. You know, there might be UAPs. There's non-human biologics here. You know, here in the oddosphere. Oh, non-human biologics in the oddosphere. autoverse. I can't even say it. I gotta nail that down. Okay, so those are the first nine ideas that Chat GPT and I came up with. Somebody's dropping in the comments here of the live stream. They say. I like an odd odyssey. A O O, or double O, we just call it like a double O. Double O seven, the odd odyssey. I don't like the word the in it or the in it. That's a good point though. Um, I do. I said we got a we got looks like we got one vote for odd odyssey. Number ten, strangely oddcast, weirdly oddcast. Oh, that kind of sounds like you're like a weird. Oh, weird uh, odd cast kind of sounds like you're like a weird outcast, which is probably like how we all kind of feel in life. Like we all kind of feel like the black sheep at one point or another, like unless you're Tom Brady. But to be fair, though, like Tom Brady, probably when he got drafted in the the NFL, he probably felt like he was kind of underrated. You know, he was kind of just on the side. Michael Jordan, even. You know, uh, Adidas didn't want to sign him or something like that, or they weren't given a good deal, but Nike slipped him the good deal. You know, so maybe Michael, even Mike, be like Mike, felt at some points like he was a weird outcast. I'm going to change that. Not weirdly outcast, but the other option of that is weird oddcast for all the... Oddly outcasted. Oh, that kind of sounds like we're uh, kind of uh, bringing the the lost sheep in, huh? Mike's oddcast again. That's putting my name on it, which I don't really love. Now here here we go. Number thirteen. Lucky number thirteen is one of my favorite ideas. This was this wasn't a Chat at GPT. This is a Mike original here. So. This one, I mean, it was definitely inspired from ChatGPT. Uh, so let's hear it. Drum roll, please. Oddie Potty. So like the odd of oddly, you put, and then like the pod of podcast. So potty, I like to say the word, like check out my potty. And it's like, not like my party, but like my podcast, you know, my potty. So then the oddie potty, I like how that sounds. And then we got the Oddly Funny Podcast. What I don't like about that, even though I love the sound of that, we already got Oddly Funny Comedy. And I don't really want to, I want to be uh, differentiated from Oddly Funny but I want to maybe like do like some subtle nods, so like this I don't even think is grammatically correct. Number fifteen is humorously odd cast doesn't even as I say it out loud, not good now number uh number sixteen is good though oddly strange. that's kind of like a lot of weird just packed into two words. It's just like a little weird sandwich action, you know, oddly, you're already thinking like what's going on, and then you're like strange, and then you mush it together. <laughs> And it's just like an explosion of weirdness, oddly strange podcast. We call it the OS. Oh, the operating system. Now, I think I'm. This is okay. I'm. I'm bolding number sixteen. Oddly strange. I'm bolding. Uh, oddie potty. That's another bold one. Uh, what dropped in the comments? They said an odd odyssey. So that's a fan vote right there. A fan vote. For number six, Odd Odyssey. Oh, the Odyssey Oddcast. That's another one of my favorites. That's number seven. Okay, number 17. This is a good one. Strangeland. Now, this is a subtle nod to one of my favorite podcasts, Nate Land. The Nate Land podcast. you haven't heard it, it's four hilarious comedians, two of my Mount Rushmore comedians, my personal Mount Rushmore, Dusty Slate, Nate Bragazzi. Are on the show. It's Nate Bargatze's podcast. Uh, I would say Nate Bragazzi was, I think he was the first comedian I ever went to go see and paid to go see. Yeah, at uh, the KC Improv. And the first time I saw Dusty Slay live was at the KC Improv. That's, I think in in a perfect world, in a perfect world, one of my goals in comedy is, if I keep with it, which I think I will, at some point in the journey, I would like to record my first. I would like to record. I would say this. I don't know if they, I don't know if it has to be my first, really, but like, I want to record uh, a comedy special in Kansas City, in Missouri. So like an hour long of comedy. Now I think that would take. You know, my guesstimate is, like, that's something you do year five, year six, year seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, that's – I'm so far. I'm not even a year in. That's so far away But that would be a dream. And to do it at the KC Improv, if it's still around, like that would be a really fun, like, kind of full circle moment. Uh, but so strange land, again, to come back to, this is number, uh, 17. I got 33 of these. Uh, so <laughs> buckle up for the ride, buddy. Uh, strange land, strange land. I like that cause it's, it still kind of has that weird flair to it, but it, it's a different word than odd and weird. So it's, it's kind of its own thing. Like a keep my Tony Heath weird, the strange land podcast. I, this might be my favorite one, Land. Now that, I think that was a chat GPT idea. Number 18, A Funny Oddcast. Solid. I like that, again, incorporating in podcast, but it's an oddcast. I like that. The Oddly Funosphere. <laughs> no, no thank you. Oddfest. Oddfest, <laughs> I'm kind of about that. That's a fun one. Uh, Like there's kind of like a fest. So Frankie, look up the definition of wor- of the word fest. So this is from Mi- Miriam Webster. I think they're like the leading dictionaries, dictionaries. They say a fest is a gathering event or show having a specified focus, often used in combination with something else. So the fest, the show or event is about odd, odd fest. That's another. I'm going to give a that one a plus sign and bold it. Number 21 is Outer Limits Oddcast. Nah. Giggle Sphere. No, thank you. Odyssey Oddcast. Wait, I think we already Yeah, that was number 7. How did that one sneak in? That was number 23. Take that, Michael Jordan, you're off the list. Off the Wall Comedy. Or I like the idea. Let's let's do that. This would be like the new number 24. So that's number twenty-three, off the wall, and that's it. I can get behind that, off the wall. It's a little bit off the wall, you know. What's something a little bit off the wall? Like, what's an idea you have that's off the wall? I kind of dig that. Number twenty-five, maybe the worst suggestion ever that ChatGPT B- Chat has ever said. Whimsical Mike Chronicles. I don't even know why I wasted my breath saying it. It's a horrible name. Number twenty-six, the Laugh Odyssey. The journey of the laugh is kind of what that's saying. I think if I was going to go the Odyssey route, I would cut out the, I would cut out the laugh Odyssey. That doesn't, uh, Odyssey of Laughs, maybe? Would that sound better if you put it like a Odyssey of Laughs? So they're dropping in the chat. They said, uh, well, who is that? What's that name? Oh, William Montgomery. William Montgomery says uh, Odyssey of Laughs is more grammatically or it sounds nice. It sounds better grammatically. William Montgomery says grammatically incorrect sounds better grammar wise with Odyssey of Laughs. Okay, a journey of laughs, I guess is what if you're going to take out the I guess is what he's saying. Okay, so number 27 goes back to the oddly funny, oddly funny odyssey. I like that better than laugh odyssey. Number 28, if you cut out the word the, I think, let me do that right now. So number 28, oddball humor lounge. What about the, uh, what about oddball lounge? What about oddball lounge? We like that. Oddball lounge. Uh, I like oddball like that. That just the word oddballs, oddballs, odd, oddly loud, oddball lounge. Okay, number twenty nine, Mike's giggletopia. No, I was wrong. Number thirty is the worst suggestion that uh, that ChatGPT had for me. Curious laughs with Mike. That sucks, chat Number 31, Mike Tastic Giggle Fest. <laughs> that, that, that might be worse. We <laughs> were going down, dude. Chucklefest is number 32. I kind of like Chuckle Fest. I like the idea of the word fest being incorporated into this. I like that's a fun word. Fest. Uh and chuckle, you know, like you have a good chuckle. You know, I like to I like I like I like to leave people chuckling. In my current uh, bio, I say, you know, Mike will leave you chuckling with his offbeat Midwestern viewpoint. So I kind of like that, like Chucklefest. Ooh, Chucklefest. I, I think that's that's kind of growing on me. I'm going to bold that, and I'm going to give that a plus sign. And then number 33, Oddly funosphere No, that ain't it. That ain't it, number 33. So our front runners for... Now, I think I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the 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 ones that we liked. So, drop in the comment if if there's any ones that I missed that you liked, drop those in there. So, I'm going to do like a poll of sorts. Now, I don't want to rush this cuz I want to do it right. I don't want I want I want to be one of those those, uh, podcasts that rebrands every 25 episodes, you know, but I feel like having passed the 25 episode threshold, I don't want to get to 50 without changing this thing. So definitely going to happen before, if it happens, it will happen before episode 50. So, uh, here are the top seven. I think, yeah, these, I think I got this right. The top. Here are the top seven names from the list of, I, even, I condensed the list of 100 names from ChatGPT and kind of what I already was thinking, down to 33, and these are the seven remaining of the, the 100 ideas, the last seven, the successful seven, the severely seven, saintly seven. Number one, Chuckle, there's no particular order, Chuckle fest, Oddly Strange, Strangeland, Oddie Potty, Odyssey Oddcast, an Odd Odyssey, or just Oddcast. Those are the seven best ideas we have right now. If you have more, send in a voice memo again. I want to hear them. Drop a comment on this episode of which one you like, or check the link in the show notes, or even the link in our Instagram bio at Just Trying to Podcast. Oh and okay, so we're gonna do eight. Oh, the crazy eight. The crazy eight. We'll do the crazy eight. So the the last one is off the wall. I did forget that. Oh, and then Oddfest. Oh no, we have nine. Now we gotta do ten. All right, so we got off the wall. I totally missed these guys. All right. Uh, so we got. Let me do it one more time. Oh, comedy. Uh, Chronicles of Comedy. Yeah, let's put that one in there. That's ten. There we go. That sounds way better than saintly seven or crazy eight. The top ten names from the original one hundred names that I ideated with ChatGPT. It's down to these ten. Vote today. You can be a part of history of the rebranding of just trying to podcast. A few more words for you guys before we wrap up today. If you haven't already, uh, if you missed it on August fourth and fifth, I will be at Laughs Comedy Club. Hosting for Casey Shornima. Buy tickets today, folks, for that show. If you're here in Seattle, if you are in the Tri-Cities area of uh, Eastern Washington, I'll be there the next weekend hosting for Skip Clark. Skip Clark at Joker's Comedy Club in, I think, Kennewick or Richland. I I think it's in Richland, Washington, in the Tri-Cities area. Get your tickets for that, folks. I'd love to see you there. Hit me up. Come out to the show, Triers, doers, and in-betweeners. Last week, I talked about my music video, Bubble Boy, which I was probably... I always think I can get more done than I can really get done. I like to start things. I have a tough time finishing things. So I've started that project. I thought I would finish it last weekend on Friday, and I did not. And I thought I'd finish it by Sunday, And I did not. And I thought I'd finish it by Monday of this week. And I did not. We are now uh, halfway through the week. As I'm going live here on uh, YouTube. And it's still not out. So that will be coming soon. Be on the lookout for Bubble Boy. It will be probably the song of our generation. I would say. Uh, So I don't want to set the expectations too high. But definitely of our generation. And thank you so much for being a part of the journey. Again, uh, send in your voice memo let us know what name do you love the most and as always my friends stay funny and stay weird peace